Sports Talk New York with your hosts, Mark Rosenman and A.J. Carter. Sports Talk New York is sponsored in part by Prince Associates for all your insurance needs, the Phoenix Tube Company, the law firm of Declator Cohen and DePrisco, Solomon Jewelers, and General Needs Charity, serving our homeless veterans with dignity. And now, here are your hosts, Mark and A.J. Bruno San Martino was an Italian-born American professional wrestler, best known for his work with the World Wrestling Federation, the WWF, now known as WWE. There he held the WWF World Championship title for more than 11 years. Known as the Italian Strongman and the Strongest Man in the World, he later earned the title The Living Legend. Known for his powerful bear hug finishing move, he was widely regarded as one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. Last month, the documentary about the legend's life was released. We are thrilled to have Michael Young who currently serves as the managing partner of HM3 Media, which produced the film, and Daryl Sammartino, the son of the late great legend Bruno Sammartino, join us to talk about the film. Good evening, guys. How you doing? Good evening, Mark Thank and AJ. Good to be with you and all your listeners. Thanks. Michael, let, let's start with you. You spent 36 years in radio broadcasting, which included leading all facets of CBS-owned and operated stations in Pittsburgh, where you and your team were responsible for developing and launching KDKA-FM, Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan, considered by many as one of the most successful radio station launches in recent years. Three years ago, you launched HM3 Bruno LLC for the sole purpose of producing a feature documentary film on the life of Bruno Sammartino. What's the motivation for you to get into film, and why Bruno is your first project? You know, I think it's probably more about Bruno than it is getting into film. And, um, we, uh, uh, you know, Daryl can talk about his dad be- better than I can. But I think once you get to know Bruno, and I, I became friends with Bruno um, several years ago, and we learned of his story. And um, friends of ours started the process. A, a, a man by the name of Marty Lazaro, who's a very good friend with Bruno, traveled over to Pizza Parada in 2010 and started filming the story. Um, myself and Larry Richard, who's the executive producer, and, and also went on that 2010 trip to Pizza Parada, um, we came in and, in uh, uh, several years after that, uh, after they had that original filming. And it was very rough, and um, it was just kind of sitting there. And so we invested in it to uh, uh, to take it to the next level. It was to get it professionally done and to get the story, uh, uh, which is Bruno's story, out to the public. Daryl, I find it ironic that the same month, two films open about iconic Pittsburgh residents, Mr. Rogers and your dad. There's a scene in the film, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, where the interviewer asked Tom Hanks, who plays Fred Rogers, what his kids would say about him as a dad. Your dad was a hero to so many people. What was he like as a dad, and was it tough for you to have to share him with the world? You know what, I get that question a lot, and uh, my dad was just my dad. You know what I mean? Uh, You know, he had a different type of job, but he was just still dad, you know. So uh, as far as sharing him around the world, I I really got to see that because I traveled with him all around the world. And uh, it's just the respect factor, you know, that I really appreciated, and and uh, it was it was I was in awe watching it, you know. But he was just at us, you know. So, so this is actually, thanks for Michael, the third documentary about Bruno San Martino. There was one that was done by of all people George Romero, who did Night of the Living Dead. That was a series on on sports legends in the Pittsburgh area. And then there's one that Bruno actually did, I think, in 2006, that ran two and a half hours. 
So how much either one of those influences for this documentary, and what do you wanted, did you want to make this one different from the others? I think what makes this one different from the others is this is Bruno's story. Um, why he wasn't alive when we, when we released it. Um, he was alive when we had the very rough cut done. And he and, and Daryl's mother, Carol, uh, as well as Daryl, uh, saw, the, saw the film, understood the story. Uh, many of Bruno's family members are in the story, and it's a story that he wanted to tell. So I think that um, uh, is really uh, the difference uh, in that documentary versus the others that you mentioned. And, and I think also, um, and again, Daryl can talk to this a little bit as well, um, it really is Bruno's life story. It's not his wrestling story. It's, a, it's an immigration story for the ages. Um, and it's really a lot about his mother as well, who, who, who uh, was Bruno's hero and had a great influence over his life. You know, Daryl, I mentioned that Pittsburgh connection, but New York has a very strong connection to Bruno as well. Just eight days after the official opening of Madison Square Garden, widely considered at that point the, the mecca of pro wrestling, your dad headlined the first wrestling show the Garden ever hosted. As the marquee attraction and centerpiece of Vince McMahon Sr.'s Northeast Territory, Bruno sold out Madison Square Garden more than any wrestler in history, and for a time, Madison Square Garden was actually known as the house that Bruno built. What's your earliest recollection of of your dad and the love affair New York fans had with him? Well, I, uh, I traveled with my dad. You know, we went to New York when he got inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame in 2013. That's the only time I was ever in New York with my dad. But I would go to the Philly Spectrum when I was a kid. I went to the Boston Gardens. And I would see, you know, as I was you know, sitting in the stands, 20,000 people chanting his name. So it just wasn't New York. It was basically the, you know, the whole East Coast. And it's kind of weird sitting there and all of a sudden, you know, you got 20,000 people chanting your dad's name. It's <laughs> kind of weird as a kid. <laughs> so. Yeah, Michael, you mentioned that it's also, it's more than just wrestling, and it is, because, you know, it talks about how Bruno came here after he fought off rheumatic fever, you know, before World War II ended, his mother nursed him back to health after doctors told her that her youngest son had only a day or two to live. He was so sickly that it took nearly three years before medical authorities would clear him to travel and reunite here with his dad. At that point, he's drawn to the gym and weightlifting. Within 10 years, the proverbial 98-pound weakling bulked up, built himself up to a 275-pound powerhouse, who would be considered one of the strongest men on the planet. He was an inspiration to a man who uh, inducted him into the Hall of Fame in 2013, and that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Clearly, they had a close relationship with the Italian superhero. What is Arnold's role in the documentary, and, and how much of Arnold's love comes through in, in the areas that he talks about Bruno in the film? You know, I think, um, um, our, uh, uh, to answer the second part of your question first, um, uh, I think a lot of what Arnold said is, is, is just true admiration, respect, and friendship with, with Bruno San Martino. Uh, so um, we asked Arnold. Uh, Larry uh, Richard, our executive producer, uh, approached him about doing the forward, and uh, Arnold was honored to do it. And, uh, you know, an interesting story, too. Um, back in 2013, when Bruno was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, Arnold uh, played a part in introducing um, him for the Hall of Fame, and he was on a set all the way in California, 
uh, uh, and flew there just that, uh, just just uh, you know across the country, just to be there to uh, make sure that he could introduce Bruno into the WWE Hall of Fame. And I think that right there uh, 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 probably is a referendum on 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 how, what Arnold thinks of Bruno San Martino. So if you take a look at Bruno's career, he had his ups and downs and falling outs with the McMahon, his WWE, and in the end, largely because of steroids. He was a big spokesman against the use of steroids by athletes. How much do you hit on that in the film? How important is that? And, Daryl, how important was that to what you think is Bruno's legacy? Uh, Michael, you want to go or you want me to go? <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll answer the first question. The, 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 uh, um, AJ and Mark, the film really doesn't... Um, address that at all. Um, um, but um, Bruno was a very, very principled man. Um, and uh, our, our, our team in terms of Marty and Larry and others um, were instrumental in um, having Bruno get back with uh, uh, the WWE. And we're very grateful for the WWE, both for their support of Bruno and for recognizing Bruno and inducting him into the Hall of Fame in 2013. Michael Cena is also featured in the documentary, and, and I know that the WWE is very protective over his brand. How involved were they, and how much did that 2000, you know, reconciliate, 2013 reconciliation help in getting them to allow guys like Michael Cena and some of the you know, former wrestlers from the WWE to be part of this project? You know, I, I really don't have a knowledge on, on the depth of that. I don't know if, if, uh, uh, if Daryl does or not, so I'm... I'm, I'm Sorry that I can't answer that uh, a little bit more in detail. So, so Daryl, uh, you know, let's if you can speak to that. You know, how instrumental was that reconciliation to allowing guys to be part of this project? Oh, it was, it was, you know, it was huge. Uh, Paul Levesque, better known as Triple H, uh, he had contacted my dad probably a year, like in 2012, I guess. And was asking, you know, asking my dad, please, you know, we've made a lot of changes. You know, would you please come into the Hall of Fame? And, and you know, my dad had a good friend named Dr. Joseph Maroon, who he's also a doctor for the Steelers, but he's also a doctor for WWE. And they do a lot of, uh, you know, they, they do a lot of uh, drugs, you know, as far as, uh, you know, as far as the drug testing. They, I mean, it's a legit, legit you know, business now as far as the drug testing and that sort of thing. It wasn't always like that. So my dad saw these changes. He saw there was no more profanity and nudity and vulgarity uh, on their show. And he thought, well, they've made the proper changes, so I'm okay with that. You know, I think I'm going to go in. And that's what happened. And WWE couldn't have been nicer with my dad, our family. And I think it was a win-win for both sides. Michael, what many people don't remember is, according to Sports Illustrated, Bruno, Willie Mays, and Mickey Mantle were the top paid athletes of the 1960s. Wrestling in the early days was much-watched TV, and Bruno was a superstar of the medium. Can you put into context for our listeners what TV meant to wrestling and how Bruno became the face of wrestling? You know, I think at that point in time, um, uh, television was very, very instrumental in um, kind of heightening the popularity uh, of, of wrestling. Um, you know, a lot of it was um, done, in, you know, outside of the big 
big events in Madison Square Garden. A lot of the other bouts were done in, in, in more smaller arenas, and it gave more people access to the, uh, uh, to the sport. Um, and Bruno just personified um, the sport, um, A, with his raw strength, and, and, and B, just what the kind of character was. I mean, uh, you know, and I, you know, Bruno was a, you know, he's a badass in the ring, but outside of the ring, he was humble and genuine. And uh, his mother and father raised a raised a darn good kid. Daryl, I know your, your dad had reservations about your brother David becoming a wrestler. So a few questions here: Did you ever want to be a wrestler as well? And how did your brother's relationship change with your dad over the years? Well, I really did not want to uh, be a professional wrestler. Uh, I, I got into law enforcement. That, that was my career. Uh, and my dad wanted us all to go to college. As far as uh, David getting into wrestling, my dad really didn't want that. And uh, my dad kind of sent him in to, down to some territories where he, would, he was hopeful that David would actually quit. <laughs> but David didn't quit. And, uh, you know, he was a grown man, and he still wanted to wrestle, and what are you going to do? You know, so he, he wrestled, and, you know, uh, you know, it is what it is. Michael, there have been advanced screenings of Bruno San Martino at the Cinema Village Theater here in New York and in the uh, Monica Film Center in Santa Monica, California. How did those screenings go, and what's been the audience reaction thus far to the film? You know, we've had, um, we've had, we've had some pretty good reaction from people that uh, we met um, Daryl and our executive producer Larry were in New York um, uh, um, uh, uh, just uh, right before, or excuse me, right after the Thanksgiving holiday, uh, and then went out to uh, uh, LA as well. Um, and and we, you know, we put the film out because it was ready to go. Um, we're working um, with a, uh, um, a broker in the distribution business. Um, and we're starting uh, those efforts uh, uh, right now. We're working with a guy by the name of Glenn Reynolds. He's from Circus Road Films. And uh, the idea was to, um, to get it out for two reasons um, at the Thanksgiving week. One was it qualified for us to, uh, to be considered and, and, uh, and submit, which we did for an Academy Award. Um, I think right now we're one of 160 documentaries that are considered, and I think uh, sometime next week the Academy narrows down, down to 15. Don't know if we'll make that cut or not, but it'll also kind of grease the skids for our, our distributor partners to go out and start to uh, um, uh, make some noise about the film. Um, we're planning right now. We don't have a date yet, but we're doing a uh, we're planning a premiere gala in Pittsburgh uh, for the spring. We're targeting and looking at some dates in. Uh, in April right now, and uh, that gala will uh, um, uh, will also benefit um, the foundation that our group set up for um, for Bruno, which is the Bruno and Carol San Martino Foundation. So uh, we're excited about that. Their mission is to help provide uh, folks with food, shelter, and services to ease their burdens of life's basic necessities. <clears throat> Excuse me. Daryl, what was your reaction to seeing the film for the first time, and what's the biggest thing you want fans of your dad or people who may be only finding about about Bruno for the first time, what do you want them to take away from the film? Well, I want them to see that, you know, yeah, my dad was a wrestler, but it's, uh, again, like Michael said, it's not really about wrestling. It's about the love that he had and respect that he had for his mother. And like my dad would always say, you know, his mother basically brought him back to life and my dad always wanted to make, you know, her proud 
and uh, you know, and just do good things, positive things. So you know, his mother, my grandmother, would feel very, very, you know, happy about how you know everything turned out. And you know, here he is with rheumatic fever as a kid. Uh, you know, they had to put leeches. My grandmother put leeches all over him. And the theory was to suck out all the poison blood. And then all of a sudden, he's the world's strongest uh, man. So, uh, you know, the, the movie basically shows the, you know, that my dad's, you know, his, his mom was his hero. And if it wasn't for her, nobody would ever heard of Bruno San Martino. Michael. If I, if I may, just anecdotally, if I could add on to what uh, Daryl said. A couple years ago when we showed the rough cut, um, a neighbor of ours, and, and uh, Daryl, I think you were at my house that night, too, when we did that uh, um, the screening. So 85-year-old Taiwanese guy, and he had uh, he had been at a dinner about two months before that that we had with Bruno and some of our partners. And um, uh, he, immig- he immigrated to the United States. He was a horticologist for Penn State University and then moved down to the Pittsburgh area. So he's watching the film with us. At the, at the end of the film, and again, it's in his rough cut, he gets up and he's crying. And he's crying because the immigration story of Bruno San Martino excuse me, Bruno San Martino, reminded him of all the impediments and all the, all the trouble that he had in his life immigrating to the United States. And so, anecdotally, the, the film is a little bit about that as well. It's really an immigration story for the ages. Wow. Michael, thanks so much for your time tonight. Where's the best place for people to find out about release dates and, and when it will be airing in their area? Um, right now, it's just a landing page, but... Um, Bruno San Martino doc.com and that's a that's a tongue twister to say that <laughs> um, but it's got the trailer on it right now and uh, we'll be populating it with uh, release dates and and uh, uh, more information about distribution too as we uh, go through that process over the next several weeks awesome Daryl thanks as well for coming on and more importantly I want you to know that Bruno San Martino was one of the first sports bonding moments I had with my grandfather who was 71 at the time he was a huge wrestling fan I was 6 or 7 it was 1967 he was staying over our house and he was a huge wrestling fan and he would go on and on and on about how great Bruno San Martino was and it was a moment that I'll never forget and for that reason alone your dad has always been my favorite wrestler so I wanted you to know that and thank you for that no, thank you. I appreciate that. I, that's very nice. Thank you. And thank you very much for uh, for having us, Mark, and and uh, uh, for allowing us to talk about the uh, the film. And, and it's obvious your your uh, familiarity with Bruno, and, and you're a fan. So uh, we really appreciate your time. Uh, we appreciate you coming on, and AJ and I are looking forward to seeing the film for sure. Thanks so much. All right. Have a nice evening. You guys, too. Okay, Michael thank Young. You. you got it. And, and the, the son of the legendary Bruno Sammartino, Daryl Sammartino.